I just cannot stop thinking about Kobe's wife and his three remaining daughters, LZ. I just, I keep laying, I, I, I mean, obviously it's a terrible tragedy across the board for everybody involved, but we talk about, you know, and I think most of the people probably listening to us right now are, are parents and, and just that, that idea of losing your spouse, the person that if the, the ultimate tragedy happened, you could lean on to right. try to help, you know, each other through the difficulty of something like that. Or if it were just losing your spouse and you have your family with, but to get hit with those two things at the same time for, for, for the sisters and for the mother, I just, it, it's the part, it, it is the, it's the part that makes me the most emotional out of all of it. And, and, and not that the other things aren't terribly sad and emotional in their own right, but I keep thinking of those, those, those kids and those girls and, and, and the mother and, I, I it's, it's by far the most difficult thing for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, as I told you before, I've, I've had the displeasure of working in Metro and covering cops um, for years for newspapers. And the most difficult story to write always is when the parent had to bury the child. Um, and then the rare double, double, as you're referring to, in which you lose both your spouse as well as one of your children. And I can't even begin to imagine how distraught and angry and confused, you know, his now widow must be. Mm. Um, You know, all we can do as Laker Nation, if you will, is continue to lift him up. If you're a person of of faith, you know, in prayer, send positive thoughts, you know, let social media be a place now where you just send moments to lift up the family of this place at this point it's so weird you know the past what, 24 to 36 hours you know LeBron passes Kobe in the scoring list and Twitter is electrified with who's better and within 24 hours who cares right who freaking cares you know it's just you're reminded of just how fragile life truly is and no matter how young or how old death truly does not care which reminds us all to tell the people that you love that you love them every, every day. single day yeah every, every day because we you know I, you, you say it and you know you're on the phone and you're going love you but you got you need to do it yeah because you just you just don't know and you and and they know and you know but it's nice it's nice to hear it mm-hmm. and it's nice to say it my mom called i was in the airport i was in oakland airport and um she called and she's upset she's like did you hear about kobe bryant did you hear about kobe bryant and I says, yeah, I'm going to work right now. You know, I got to call you right back. I'm going through security. And I was just getting ready to hang up. And I said, Ma, I love you. Because this moment reminded me to say that. Sure. And I don't always say it. But yeah. this moment just reminded me to do that. And, and, and it, you know, Brian brought it up, too. And, and Andy was talking about it. Just the, And when making the walk into the studio here today at, you know, heart of downtown L.A. Live, mm-hmm. across the street from Staples Center and. There are always people in Laker gear. There, yeah. there, there are always people in Laker gear around here because they, the Lakers are the, the team in this town. They are the number one team in this town. But the outshowing of Kobe gear today was was extraordinary. And that's what it means for us. That's what it means for people that were not members of his family. You know, his their dad, their husband, their, their sister. And I keep thinking the, all of the things that we're going to do. We're doing a, uh, having a conversation about it right now on the radio. I'm sure there's going to be memorials and there's going to be all sorts of things on television and the radio and everything that there is. And, and that's wonderful for us. But I just – it was a dad mm-hmm. and a husband. And that – I just can't get through that piece of it, that there are three three kids and and like you said Elsie a widow now that this that the basketball part of this is nothing the fame part of it is nothing the the fact that he could go to china and would be as famous in china as he would be here which is extraordinary but it it doesn't mean it's their dad and it's your husband and just and your and your daughter and your sister and just that's it there were people because we're here and the grammys are right nearby you could see the people in the Grammy outfits, not happy to be going to the Grammys. Mm-hmm. And you can see the people, as you mentioned, in the Kobe and Laker gear, just overtaking the air, the area. And obviously many of them are here because of what he accomplished on the court. But the sadness, the somberness, every single spot that I've been in since I've landed, you got to think some of that also has to do with what you're talking about, realizing that 
Children have lost their father. A wife has lost her husband, cousin, uncle, a son. Sister. Sister. I mean, it's... And then the seven of the people who meant just as much to their loved ones as Kobe meant to his. But, you know, at least right now, we don't know who they may be, but they won't get the same sort of public outpouring. But keep them in their prayers as well, because they too have family members who are asking why and are scratching their heads trying to figure out why today when you just had Kobe and his daughter and, you know, the people that were in the helicopter going to Mamba Academy for a game that he was supposed to coach Mm -hmm. just being a dad. You know, that you're you're a dad of a, of children who've played sports. Mm-hmm. My son, you know, played sports. You're just doing some of the best stuff in the world. Yeah, it, it, it is. I mean, there's there's a lot of good stuff out there, and there are things, but there's nothing quite like watching your child do something that they're enjoying doing. Right. You know that you can tell they're getting pleasure out of. It. They're competing. They're they're learning things, and you get to just kind of sit back and watch. And you could tell by watching Kobe in those moments. You could the, when he was at the Laker game the other night with mm-hmm. his daughter. And he's pointing things out on the court, and he's, you know, you could tell he was saying, hey, look, watch what this guy's doing. Watch the way that they're executing this. And you could just tell he was enjoying getting to enjoy something with her. It could have been anything. It happened to be a basketball game, but you could tell that he was enjoying, I get to spend time with my daughter. This is something we both like. This is something that I'm able to pass on to her. And it just, those are the things. Like, I'm... 81-point game, the 61-point game in his last, the, the five, five championships, MVP, all, all of these things are wonderful accomplishments, but I keep coming back to that. As well you should, because at the end of the day, that's what's more important. We forget that because the other things are the ones that are on social media and in television and radio. Those are the things that we feel like we can be more tangible with, but the reality is that we get to enjoy our loved ones just as much as Kobe got to enjoy his. We just forget to do it sometimes. Life takes over. It sure does. It sure does. Greg, you said that Rachel Nichols had a tweet from uh, Pat Riley. Yes, a statement from Pat Riley on Kobe and says, Kobe Bryant was a godsend to this world, not just to the NBA, but to all of those who hold dear and cherish family, friends, and faith. Today I mourn the tremendous loss of Kobe, his daughter Gianna, and the other passengers. The Lord will bless Vanessa, the entire Bryant family, and all of those who lost their most precious loved ones today. He he's touched everybody. I mean, the basketball it, again. It's they you fast forward past the basketball stuff, and everybody that is talking about him is talking about the impact and the work and the approach and the the methodology about Kobe and the impact that they took from that, the things that they learned from that by watching him do that, by watching the way that he interacted. It wasn't oh we could jump this high or run this fast. It was the process that was so fascinating to people, and, and it and it touched a lot of other people in the way that they went about doing what they did. He took the phrase Mamba mentality and really kind of made it the new carpe diem. Mm -hmm. You know, you hear a lot of people from outside of basketball and even outside of sports talk about the Mamba mentality. And it's just because of his all in approach to what he did, whether it was his career as a basketball player, being a poet, you know, Dear Basketball is a beautiful, beautiful poem, especially mm-hmm. for, you know, guys like us who are, you know, middle-aged gym rats. We know exactly what he's talking about. We didn't perform at that level, of course, but we know when we had to say goodbye. And he wrote it so beautifully in those prose. And then to turn that into an Oscar-winning, sh- you know, sh- animated short, the children's book, because he loved Harry Potter. I mean, we all watched Harry Potter movies and stuff <laughs> like that, but Kobe Carpe diem did it. Kobe... Mamba mentality did. He took his passion for reading those books and said, I want to be able to do the same thing. And not only did he did it, but he excelled at it. Yeah, it wasn't just that he was Kobe Bryant, had a lot of money and access, so I'm going to go create some stuff to see what happens. He went in and figured out how to do it. Right. It wasn't just, oh, I'll call this person and have them do it, and I'll stick my name on it, and I'll sit in some meetings. It was not about that. It was that absolutely granular approach like why do you why are we doing it like that why wouldn't we do it like this and what if we try like this and okay now i understand that let's move on to the next thing it was that that's not normal that that, that, is, that, that is a real and i mean that is the most it is the, the most sincere compliment i can give is that that's not normal to be that invested in everything because look I, i'll talk about myself here for a second if i had the ability to go do whatever i want i don't think i'm grinding like that 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think I'm going to enjoy. I'm going to find some things I like. We'll do it. But to just absolute, okay, what's next? What's next? And to figure it out. And all of the stories we've heard from the people in basketball, all the stories we've heard from the people in media, all the stories we've heard from people in movies and all of these different areas that he was connected to, they all talk about his process. It's not just that he was really good, that the end, that the result was really good, which it almost always was with him, mm-hmm. but it was the process to get to that result that was the part that imprinted on everybody that he touched. In at, at some ways, he was really misunderstood. You know, when you think about the reasons why sometimes people don't like Kobe or sometimes people used to clown him was because from the outside looking in, we couldn't understand what it meant to live with that kind of fire and passion for everything that you did. And so sometimes, and I w- truly am guilty of it as well, sometimes I look at it and I dismiss it because I didn't want to do any self-analyzing from comparison. Right. I didn't want to look at it from, as from a sincere point of view and go, why am I not approaching the things that I love with the same sort of vigor? It was much easier just to be like, he's crazy or he's doing too much. But no, he's doing what you should do when you're that passionate about something that you love. You know, it's funny. And for a, a while, I kind of assumed, incorrectly... Mm-hmm. That there was some performance art to yes, all of this. That was a bit. That, that this was okay. I'm, my 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 thing will be that I get up at three o'clock in the morning to work out, or I do that. All of those stories were heard. He's the first one in, last one. All all of these little things about that. You're like, come on, man, no way. That a lot of these have to be apocryphal, and a lot and and, and a lot of this is just. All right, I'm going to feed the machine so I can brand myself as this. It really wasn't. No. He really was doing all of this stuff and working like that. And to your point, I, I when I start to say, okay, am I doing what I need to do to do these things? It's not like that because I that's not normal. That no. That is what made him him. Right. Was that he, A, was very, very intelligent and very, very driven, but it was this incredible devotion to the process of getting better of figuring things out that most people are not willing to go through that process to get to that spot and it was in large part because he was okay with what it would cost you know perhaps you know many of us and i can certainly speak for myself i wasn't willing to sacrifice this with people so i can have this Mm -hmm. he was willing to make that make that decision and you're right. It's not normal. And that's the reason why he's going to have the biggest statue out there. That's yeah. the reason why he's left the biggest hole in Laker Nation heart, because he wasn't normal. And it's, it, I mean, it's obviously not at the top of the list of anything that's terribly important today, but it's all, it's all those things, like the statue unveiling, all of these things that would have been so wonderful to experience with him mm-hmm. that will have to be done without him. And I, I'm sure his family will be there, and there'll be these things that just will bring it all back all over again. And like as Brian was pointing out, that Kobe was supposed to be the one that we would go to the way we go to Kareem or Bill Russell or some of these guys that have been around for a very, very long time and talk about the game and not just the game, but the perspective of what's going on with this as it relates to everything else in the world. Kobe was going to be that guy, right? and now he's not. I, it's just... I'm just now getting to the point in which I can talk about it without my voice quivering. Mm-hmm. You know, I spent most of the time just in my own head and in my own thoughts and thinking about those moments that you're talking about. Like we were supposed to be celebrating the day of his statue being unveiled with Kobe quotes mm-hmm. and, you know, with pictures and with joy. And when the day comes, when he's marked in those various ways, it's going to be bittersweet. So Doc Rivers spoke earlier today, a very emotional Doc Rivers on the passing of Kobe Bryant. You know, uh, I just don't have a lot to say. I, uh, the news is just devastating to everybody uh, who knew him, known him a long time. And... Uh, You know, he, he just, he, mean, he means a lot to me, obviously. Um, you know, he was such a great opponent, you know. Um, it's what you want in sports. Um, he had that, that DNA that, um, that very few athletes can ever have. You know, the, the Tiger Woods and the, the Michael Jordans, you know. Um, it's funny. I, uh, I was getting to know him more 
since he retired, you know, um, yeah, this is this is a tough one. I don't. Uh, I mean, we have to go play. Uh, I mean, the news is just so devastating for for Vanessa and, and his and his family, and um, there's just so many people he touched, you know. Um, and you know, it's, it's looking at my young players and, and seeing how emotional uh, they are. Um, they didn't even know him, you know, and uh, it just tells you how far his reach was. So, um, I mean, this is just shocking news for all of us. And sorry, I don't have a lot to say. Uh, I just can't uh, I have to go talk to a team uh, before a game and tell them to play. Okay. <laughs> So that's Doc Rivers speaking about Kobe Bryant. You're listening to KSPN Los Angeles. Um, Yeah. What what, what do you tell your players? What do you tell people that cared about him? What do you tell? I mean, it's because everything sounds so phony. You know what I mean? Not not Doc's emotions. Not what I was getting. But just the the, the platitudes that you hear and all these things. It's just nothing makes you feel better in this stuff. Nothing. No. And I... You know, don't know how you go out and play if you had an opportunity to really know him. You know, if you were on any of the, you know, international teams from Team USA, if mm-hmm. you were a teammate of his, if you worked on him on any project after, you know, he played. You know, the, we have a team here at ESPN that got to know him through working with his project detail. You know, and and being able to, you know, the Connor Shells who got to work with him so closely and see, again, how he works and how so passionate he's about. And, you know, even just saying detail just reminds you of why he was such a singular, powerful figure, because the detail mattered to him. I don't know what you say to those people. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't either. Uh, Kyrie Irving, I think, had... He, he he's not playing tonight. The the Nets were scheduled to to play. They are playing, and he 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 is not. He he left the building when he found out the news and did not play. And I I get it. You know what I mean? I I, I get it. I just if you were close to him or spent like everything you were saying, LZ, I just the idea of going out there and trying to get through a basketball game would be virtually impossible. I would think. Yeah, you know, it's we've seen examples of athletes who have gone out after losing like a parent or a loved one and have like these these great performances you know Brett Favre famously mm-hmm. came out and, and performed at a very high level after the passing of his father I remember um, Joe Dumars's father passing away um, right before a basketball game but his team opted not to tell him until after the game um, I don't know what you do when you can't escape the news I don't know how you go out and perform. I'm sure some of them would say, well, we're doing it for Mamba and this is what Mamba would want. And I'm sure if they know him there, they know him better than I do. That would be true. But just speaking from the outside looking in, I don't know how you push back, push past that emotion to do something that seems like it just doesn't matter at this particular point right now. I was listening to John when he was on with Mace earlier, and he said that when the news obviously made its way through the team plane when they were traveling back from Philadelphia, just the, and he said this, and I just I don't think I'm ever going to forget the looks on the players' faces when they heard the news, and it's just it 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 speaks to Kobe's place in our collective memories, and. and there are not a ton of people that when you find out that some of the tragedy has happened, that you remember exactly when and where. You're going to remember this one. This is one of those things because it was so unexpected, because it was just so devastating. And when John said that about those guys, that's kind of immediately thinking about just all of those guys, I'm sure, have interacted with him on some level or another. And obviously LeBron and people like that have been around him far more often and far closer relationships with him. But I just can't imagine that for you and me, who maybe had an interview with him once in a while or would talk with him periodically, but if you were his friend, if it it resonates with us like that, what does it resonate if you were a teammate or a friend or or somebody that wasn't just a fan, but rather somebody that connected to him personally? I can't imagine the level of devastation. It's, you know, I just thought about something and it's a true story, so I'm going to share it, but it's kind of silly at the same time. But, you know, part of the reason why we chose to be in San Francisco this weekend is because uh, someone who's like a son to us was moving into his new apartment and he wanted some more Sono speakers for the apartment. And he was asked, saying, oh, I should get these. I should get these. I should get these. And so this, yesterday 
we um, were walking back, and he's talking about these speakers. And I said, tell you what, we'll play a game of horse. And if you beat me in horse, I'll get you the speakers. <laughs> so then I called Steve, and Steve says, make it pig, because we want it to be quick. <laughs> and I just thought Rainbow Mamba, because I'm gay. <laughs> so I thought, Rainbow Mamba, I'm going to beat him in pig. Well, my mentee beat me, and Uh-oh. I had to buy some Sono speakers. But every time now I look at these speakers, I'm going to think about that moment. It's just he's just so prevalent in everything that we, you know, that we do. And I guess it's because he's been in the public eye for two decades. You can't help but have some aspect of, of Kobe course. somewhere. You know, absolutely, absolutely. Here's Dwayne Wade talking about Kobe Bryant. Today is is one of the saddest days in my lifetime. It seems like a bad, like a bad dream. She just want to wake up from. It's a nightmare. I know we all feel the same way about such a great, just a great leader, just a great champion. He's a great person. If you got a chance to know Kobe, you got a chance to really know Kobe. Ain't nobody better, man. Emotions are all over the place. These are the moments when you ask why. When I came in the league, I chased him. That's who I chased. I wanted to be respected by him. And once I reached that level, I knew I did something. So... Kobe, thank you, man. Thank you for all the memories. We got a lot of good ones. And these tears that we're crying, we're going to miss you. And it's not going to go. It's not leaving today, a week from now, a month from now, a year from now. We will forever, forever miss you, man. You're our legend. You're our icon. You're our father. You're our husband. Your son, your brother, your friend, your friend. Thank you for being my friend. I love you, brother. You know, LZ, I don't know why that one, <laughs> that one was harder for me to listen to than some of the other ones because it hit me and he, he has said it at the end there, but I was thinking of it prior to it is you, you, that wasn't Dwayne Wade, the guy that's going to go to the hall of fame. That was his buddy. Yeah. You know what I mean? That just sounded like somebody talking about somebody losing their friend, not a contemporary, not a peer, not a fellow all-star, fellow gold medalist. That was a guy talking about his friend who had just died. And and you forget because all these people that we're playing for, whether it's Jerry West or, or Doc Rivers or Greg Popovich, we'll hear from Magic coming up in a little bit. They're, they're famous basketball players and people to us, Tiger Woods. They were his friend. And, and that it's just because he's such an iconic figure, you think that it's all about the imagery and, and, and him being a famous athlete or a icon like you you mentioned. It's this was a lot of people's buddy, and I just, that that one was just woof, man. Yeah, I, I was curious as to what Michael Jordan had to say, and you know his team issued a statement, and I thought about him because Wade talked about chasing Kobe, and obviously Kobe chased Jordan mm-hmm. and. Jordan described them as the the little brother, you know, and it's just, you think about that relationship and you just, you know, if you have siblings, you have a little brother and you realize the responsibility and how they look up to you and how you want to make sure you do the right thing by them for Jordan to describe Kobe as that. And, you know, to your point and for Jordan to be around to see his little brother pass just has to be. So so devastating. Not not certainly not that it's easy, but it, on a, on a little bit of a lighter note, do you have a favorite basketball memory? Is because I mean, again, this is a guy five championships, an MVP, two times Finals MVP. I mean, is there a basketball moment that you think of first when you think of him? Because there's so many to choose from. There really isn't a bad one. I really do. Yeah, <laughs> I think about this game all the time. As a matter of fact, I was at the AJC, the Atlanta Journal Constitution. And Kobe was playing, you know, the Hawks, and the Hawks were awful, um, which isn't unusual. Right. <laughs> and, um, you know, it was kind of a close game, 
and I was with another reporter and I didn't mean to, but I kind of made like a twisty lip kind of expression. And I'm not sure if Kobe saw it or not, but it was just kind of like, I really was just like, you know, this game was just garbage, whatever. Yeah. Kobe just started going off, off. And you know, my buddy and I joked, I was like, I did that. Yeah. You know, he's like, he saw me and I wasn't entertained. Right. And he just started going, he started hitting all these ridiculous threes, Travis, like out of the blue. And then the Hawks just started, the fans just started saying MVP, MVP, MVP. And, and he's just living it up. And you can see the Hawk players are like, you know, they're frustrated, obviously, because they're on their home floor. Sure. But it's like, that dude is that dude. And he just decided to flip a switch. And it was always so amazing when he flipped that switch. Because you knew when it was coming. You did. And it's for me, I go back to his last game. And obviously, he wasn't the, the basketball version of his best self by this time. That He was had been through a million injuries. He was busted mm-hmm. up 20 years in the league. And it just he was not playing particularly well. And you go into that last game and... He got off to a really bad start. Yep. He made like one of his first seven or eight shots. He really, and you're thinking, oh no, come on, man. Not like this. Yeah. Not like this. I let's, turned the let, TV off. Let's not have I didn't see this it. night end like this. Right. And then just bam and bam and all over and over and over again. And you're saying, oh, he's going to get 30. Yeah. And then you're thinking, oh no, he's going to get 40. And then you're thinking, you know what? Is it, you're looking at the clock. I think there might be enough time for him to get 50. And then you look at the clock again, he's at 50, and you're like, you know what? If he goes really hard, he's going to get 60, and he did. You you just kept going further and further down the road and just making shot after shot after shot, and you forgot the early part of that game. You forgot that you're like, oh, boy, this might end really, really badly for him in this game. When, in retrospect, we should have known. He's not leaving like that. <laughs> he ain't leaving like that. He's, he's not, not he's throwing not a having, pick six at the end like Tom Brady. He's going to his he's going, last exactly. NBA basketball game and going two for 17. He's not He's not going to do it. Travis, I turned off the television because I didn't want to see it. <laughs> right. I was just like, no, this is not the last vision I'm going to have. And then Twitter blew up. So I was like, well, what's going on? So I went back to TV and I was like, oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I'm here for this. Yeah. Even though, you know, the circumstances and all that, blah, 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 none of that matter because for one last time we got to see Kobe Bean. And I was fortunate enough to be in Staples Center as it was going on and you could just feel this wave of adrenaline going through the building with every basket it would get a little higher and a little higher and a little higher. And, you know, doing what we do for a living, you have, you're fortunate enough to go to a lot of really cool stuff and you're mm-hmm. going to, you go to enough games, you're going to see some good ones. You're going to see some cool stuff along the way and i and i certainly have but that's right at the top of the list of just being in the building in the moment when you know something extraordinary is happening you know that this is something you're going to remember for a very very long time not a guy getting hot one night and dropping but his last game and he can't miss and he puts up 60 points and he just i've never been in an arena a stadium a ballpark or anything that had electricity like that i'm trying to remember travis the last time i saw a great go out like that yeah like i don't remember jordan's last game no i know he was in a wizard's uniform which is already painful enough but <laughs> right. i don't remember his last game i don't remember um kareem's last great actually i take that back. i do remember his last great game it was an nba finals against the pistons mm-hmm. i think it was game six when he scored like almost 30 i believe it was and it was like oh man kareem's kareem one last time but i don't remember an athlete an all-time great last game being like that that magical, that, as you were saying, can't miss, where everything's just... I mean, John Elway's last game, he was handing the ball off, right? right. Dan Marino's last game was like, oh, God. As I mentioned, Tom Brady was a pick six at the end. Please don't let that be your last game. <laughs> like, But Kobe's last game was... It was extraordinary. extraordinary. It was, and it was, it was, the, the craziest thing about it was, it was completely unexpected. It was remarkable in the sense, I mean, a 60 point game at any point in your career is just bananas. Right. A 60 point game 20 years into your career on your last day when everybody in the world is watching all of these things. It's not supposed to go like that. But with him, it kind of made perfect sense. Right. Like, he was the guy that you knew would be able to do something like that. That if there was going to be a guy that was going to be able to find that gear, he would, like we've said a hundred times today, he would figure it out. And he did. And he did. And that that's, at the end of the day, that's kind of what I keep, 
it, it helps me a little bit to think of the, the good stuff and the positive stuff. And then this was a guy that would always figure it out. When he and Shaq, you know, they wasn't working anymore. And Shaq leaves, and a lot of people blamed him. And the Lakers went through a couple of seasons where they weren't particularly good, and mm-hmm. he figured it out. He figured out, all right, let's get this guy, let's get this going. He gets new teammates in, and he figured out how to do it all over again. In the the game against the Celtics, where he could not make a shot, he ends up grabbing, was it 15 rebounds, rebounds? 17 rebounds. He ends up doing that. He figured it out. This was just, no matter what it was, he would find a way to get the answer. That's the reason why... You know, I wrote what I wrote about mourning what would have been, you know, because you're right. His career, he squeezed every last single drop. I mean, when you read Dear Basketball and if you haven't seen the short film or you hadn't read the, the poem that he wrote in the Players Tribune, please do, because it's perfect. You know, it's like every last drop has been squeezed. But the mentality that created that basketball player was still very much alive and it was being funneled in other ways. And it, he might have directed Oscar-winning films. He might have decided to write a whole series of books like Kareem, like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has gone on. No telling what he would have done. He would have come up with a totally different fashion line because mm-hmm. he was interested in fashion. And he would have attacked it with the same sort of mentality that he did on the basketball court. That's part of it. That We just don't know what it was going to be, but we all knew it was going to be something. Mm-hmm. We, we knew that whatever it was that he decided to go do, it was going to be something that was done at an incredibly high level, done incredibly well, and something you were going to want to see or, or read or, or whatever whatever format it was going to take. You were going to consume it because you knew what he stood for and what he would go through to get things done. They were always done first rate. Do you remember the conversation we had last week on the morning show when we talked about the difference between being an athlete and being a star. Sure. Kobe was a star. Oh, yeah. Every building he walked in, he just had it. In a city that's defined by stars. Yeah. He had stars wanting to be with him. Magic Johnson on Kobe Bryant. You know, our city lost a great man, a great leader, and we know the all-time greatest Laker. It's just, it's just amazing that um, we were blessed to have a chance to know him, but also to see him play. And but to me, his greatest joy was really after basketball, and that was being a husband and a father, and and working and being a coach of. Uh, his daughter's basketball team. Yeah, I think that, you know, we had so many conversations, Jim. I, I used to love, when he, when we won the championship, just going into the locker room and talking to him. We would be in the trainer's room, just him and I, or sometime, uh, one time him and, and Shaq, and just reflecting on, on you know, the journey of becoming a champion. And... I tell you, the the greatest conversation we had, though, was both of us saying how much we love being a Laker. We, Kobe relished being a Laker and 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 playing his his whole career just for Lakers, and he loved Jeannie Buss. I mean, and Doctor Buss, but he loved Jeannie. They were they were like sister and brother. You know, we always laugh. Like he was one, I was one A, and he would tell me he was one B, you know? <laughs> and um, how much uh, we just both love playing in this town, winning in this town, also giving back in this town. And people are going to miss his smile and, and um, just miss him because Kobe had an aura about him. And Jim, it was like I thought he was going to live forever. I thought he was invincible. I thought he was, you know, he he played like that. He he walked like that. He was just a, a confident young man. And when Jerry West drafted him, I remember him telling us when he went one on one against Kobe. I mean, I'm sorry, against uh, Michael Cooper, that Kobe was the next greatest player to play in the league. And this is he was eight, 17 years old. He wasn't even 18 yet. And I'm like, what? Are you sure, Jerry? And boy, was Jerry right. He was spot on. And um, we will we will always remember uh, what Kobe did on the court, but we will remember him, what he did off the court, too, and for this city. 
And um, I don't think right now that we can probably put it into words on what he's meant for Los Angeles. Um, it, it's, it's just, I'm going to miss miss him because we used to talk about Italy and being a father and husband and, you know, things that were just special to the two of us. And uh, I'm going to miss those conversations I had with him and miss him and the impact that he made in our city. So that's Magic Johnson. He was speaking with Jim Hill, uh, with Jim Hill on CBS earlier um, today. What a week Magic's had! Oh my goodness, he had to speak at David Stern's memorial on yeah. Tuesday, and now this news. Yeah, I mean, it's just it, it, listening to Magic talk. It, it, I couldn't help but think of Kobe and the, Magic. When Magic was done playing basketball, we knew it would be he would do something. He's mm-hmm. Magic, right? You knew and. Magic probably even surpassed expectations of what he would do. I mean, Magic has become, to say a successful businessman is just not even remotely doing it justice, but a remarkably successful entrepreneur in a variety of different things and has arguably achieved as much off the court as he has on it. And you just felt that Kobe was on that same path. You just felt that Kobe, that not that he would do the same things Magic did, but you knew that Kobe post-basketball would do things that were as impressive as the things he did while he was playing basketball a lot like Magic did and hearing Magic talk about that you know because it's it's I'm a child of the 80s Magic was my guy yep right Magic was my favorite player on my favorite team who was doing all of these remarkable things and winning championships and I loved Magic Johnson I still do but when I think of Magic now, I almost think of Magic post-basketball as much as I do of him playing basketball. And, and for all the people out here in the city that love Kobe the way that they do and got to watch Kobe for 20 years and do all those things, I think they might have had the same evolution that by the time Kobe's 50 years old, 60 years old, you would have had all of these other things that you say, yeah, I remember the basketball, but look at all of this, too. And it's just another layer of things. You just feel like you got ripped off. Yeah, it's just, again... Because he got everything out of basketball, the true pain, at least from my perspective, is missing out of what would have been. You know, as we mentioned, the Grammys are are here tonight, and I just saw the report that, you know, the Grammys are going to honor Kobe Bryant. Think about that for a second. Music's biggest night is going to honor Kobe Bryant. You know, and it's just sort of like, if if the Oscars did, it made sense because he won an Oscar, right? But Kobe in music? He's no, a star. He's a star. Like you said, he's a star. Transcends genre. Yeah. It's just he's Kobe. He's Kobe. He, he's Kobe. Um, we'll hear some of, of that coming up in just a little bit, plus your phone calls as well. I know uh, a lot of people were calling 877-710-ESPN. We're talking about the life of Kobe Bryant here on 710 ESPN. Tough day here in Los Angeles. Uh, tough day across the country, really, for anybody that's been a basketball fan, a Kobe Bryant fan, but particularly here in L.A., we've talked about that he he was our guy, right? That he was the guy in this city for 20 years and created a legion of fans that, to, I mean, Kobe hadn't played in a few seasons now, and he's still, you know, LeBron James is here. Kobe Bryant is still the most popular Laker in town. Or, you know, just he's he's got this unbelievable presence and this unbelievable ability to the people that are with Kobe are with Kobe and you you asked me there during the break you never get a chance to meet him and and once very very briefly and it had nothing to do with sports at all it had to do with we're talking about with kids you know and it was just it was at a volleyball game and hey hey how you doing oh yeah I'm such and such as dad oh yeah nice to meet you okay cool and and but just the the presence that accompanies him when he would walk into a room it was, and Key was talking about this too. There are just some people that are not just oh famous, but electric, and they're not even doing anything. They're walking through a room. They're sitting down and watching a volleyball game. They're they're just doing what you and I are doing, or whatever it might be, and just this unbelievable presence that that's around him that you have to imagine was there long before he became a famous person. He's just one of those people that had that unbelievable presence every single place they went yeah it's, it's it's hard to describe you know and you know you and i both have been around countless famous people you know and 
various walks of life. I've interviewed presidents of the United States, and I would tell you some made me go, ooh, and some I was just like, meh. Yeah. That's the you know, leader of the free world, right? right? Tons and tons of athletes. Roger Federer did it to me. The first time I was in Tiger Woods' presence, and I don't watch golf. You know I don't watch golf, but I got it. When Kobe said stuff to me and he gave me that little head nod, it gave me something. Sure did. And I was a grown-ass man. <laughs> but it was Kobe, right? And it was just like, even though I was a journalist, even though I was supposed to be professional, and I was, we made eye contact. He gave me a little head nod real quick and said, sup? And it was like, Kobe recognized me. Yeah. Kobe Kobe, Kobe gave me some something, whatever it was. And he had plenty of that energy to, to, to spare. It's just... It's just hard to describe what it's like being in a room with someone with that level of magnetism. And I think that's why people feel the way they feel about him. That that, that translated that, I mean, obviously more intimately with you in a room where he's directly acknowledging you, but watching him play basketball, watching him compete, that Mm -hmm. people felt a certain, like, that's my guy. And he was radiating that he cared about it as much as the fans cared about it, that he was invested in it the same way that they're invested in it. And that, that resonates. You can't fake that. Yeah. You, you cannot fake that, and it's just a a remarkable accomplishment. Um, like you mentioned, Ozzy, the Grammys are taking place uh, across the street, uh, and and he was not really connected to music in any meaningful way, but still the Grammys took the time to acknowledge him. Alicia Keys at the Grammys brought out Boys to Men. This is courtesy of CBS. Here we are together on music's biggest night. Celebrating the artists that do it best. But to be honest with you, we're all feeling crazy sadness right now. Because earlier today, Los Angeles, America, and the whole wide world lost a hero. And we're literally standing here heartbroken in the house that Kobe Bryant built. Right now, Kobe and his daughter Gianna and all of those that, are, that have been tragically lost today are in our spirit, they're in our hearts, they're in our prayers, they're in this building. And I would like to ask everybody to take a moment and just hold them inside of you. Hold them inside of you. And share our strength and our support with their families. We never imagined in a million years we'd have to start the show like this. Never, 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 never. So we wanted to do something that could describe a tiny bit how we all feel right now. It's so hard to say goodbye to what we had. The good times that made us laugh outweigh Again, that's Alicia Keys at the Grammys, courtesy of CBS. And I don't know if there's too many athletes, LZ, that are going to get that sort of treatment at a at an event like that. I mean, I'm I'm going through it, and I'm sure there might be a, a mention of something, but to open the show 
with that because of that with those with those performers and with a, an athlete who really is not connected to the music business it speaks to the impact he had far beyond just being an athlete well, <clears throat> sorry <laughs> choked up. he wasn't um directly connected to music but anyone who listened to hip-hop knew that he was all in music his name got dropped sure. in countless songs because he just garnered that kind of respect from people who recognize that game and that drive and that push. And, you know, I'm glad she talked about it and you talked about the fact that it's L.A. story. It's a U.S. story. It's a global story. You know, I was in an Uber heading to the airport in Oakland. And my Uber driver says, um, I got a text from my sister in Lebanon about Kobe dying. Have you heard about it? Mm. Think about that. Yeah. You know, Lebanon is not a basketball hotbed by any stretch of the imagination. No. And yet his passing just resonated beyond basketball. And that's why the Grammys recognized him the way that it did. And you're right. I can't think of any current L.A. athlete, maybe LeBron, who would hijack. I don't want to say hijack. Who would be honored yeah. by the Grammys to open the Grammys in that fashion. Um he was just that special. Yeah, and he was here. You know, mm-hmm. and like, and, and he never left. He never left. He never played for another team. That it, 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 he is L.A. He he is about this city. He clearly loved this city. The people in this city loved him. And it was, I mean, had this happened anywhere, it would be terrible. It would be a tragedy. But the fact that he was our guy, it just it just means something different I, I don't it's hard to articulate and you know we're paid to be able to express ourselves and this is really difficult to express what it is i mean i think we all feel it but it's very hard to describe why he resonated the way he did it just he was la for 20 years he was the guy that we were paying the single most attention to well he was a child star for all practical purposes mm-hmm. right i mean in L.A. and the world got to watch him grow. And, you know, the Kamenetsky brothers talked about it. We saw the the highs and the lows, right? And when you have an opportunity to see a human being go through that, we saw him get married. We saw him become a father. We saw him say goodbye to the game. We saw him go on beyond the game. And it was like a, a story that you wanted to keep going because his entire adult life had been led publicly. And we were fascinated by it. And he brought us along and it felt for the most part, truly authentic. You know, we, we, we misunderstood or at least I would say this, you know, because I did not grow up here and, and did not live most of my life here. So I can speak with clarity about what he looked like from the outside. Mm-hmm. In. We thought it was a bit. It was an act. He was putting it on. He was trying to pretend to be something. You know, you see the shaved head and the style of play and the way that he chewed his gum. We're like going, oh, he's a fake Jordan. Oh, he's not real. He's not this. He's not that. And then over time, you realize that, no, this is who he is. This is his drive. This isn't him imitating a drive. This is his authentic self. And once you accepted that, he went from being an athlete who, you know, could do some stuff to a fascinating case study in what the human spirit can do when it really tr- sets his mind to it. Is he, I'm trying to think. I'm going through this, and LeBron comes to mind right now, too, because he obviously has interests beyond basketball. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know if there's anybody that I've covered or been around or paid really close attention to that was as interested in other things that Kobe Bryant was. That Kobe obviously was as dedicated to basketball as you could be. There were there was nothing that he didn't do that you could have done. Well, you know, if he would have done, Kobe maxed out, and I think that's the best thing you can say mm-hmm. about any athlete. Did you did we get it all? And with Kobe, the answer is a hundred percent yes, we got it all. So he was doing all the work necessary to make that happen. But he has this genuine intellectual curiosity of just the world. I mean, being multilingual. 
of mm-hmm. traveling the way that he did, of understanding and wanting to understand how things work or how greatness works. This was not just, I need to talk to Oprah because she's very successful and I want to be a great basketball player and I can steal an idea or two from Oprah and apply it to basketball. He just wanted to know how the world worked and why successful people were successful people. And that is incredibly uncommon in athletes and i i love athletes i love covering them i like watching but mm-hmm. for the most part they're kind of uninteresting in the sense that beyond their area of expertise there's oftentimes is not a lot there he was the exception to that he was incredibly deep and you could talk to him about almost anything or hear him talk about other things because sometimes you'll hear an athlete try to talk about something else you're like I got not have any idea what he's talking very, about. It's very thin. It's, yes. Yeah, it, it, yes. it's a phrase or two, but you can tell it's just there's no. When Kobe was talking about something, you could tell he knew exactly what he was talking about. Or if he didn't, he was trying to learn what he what what it was. That that is just another layer of this person that was so unique. Aside from all the athletic ability and all that, just his mind was singular. And and you're you're absolutely correct when it comes to. Him not just being concerned with the breadth, but the depth of these conversations. Yes. And he was clearly someone who spent as much time as he possibly could being a better athlete. And you wonder, how are you cheating time? Because you're spending a great deal of time to be here in this place. And he's very, very present. And yet it seems apparent that you're very, very present in all these other things, too. And I only have 24 hours. So mm-hmm. where are you getting the other 24? You know, that's how you kind of function. And the thing that I also appreciate about Kobe, and and I don't want to make it all about me or you know gay stuff or whatever, but you know, when he got in trouble for dropping the f bomb and he was fined a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars, I treated his apology the way I treat a lot of people's apologies when they get caught with their hand in a cookie jar. They made you do it, and you're just trying to get past this because you want your life to return to normal. Kobe wasn't like that. Kobe changed he grew and he was no longer the guy who said the f-bomb in a disparaging way Mm -hmm. he was someone who was an advocate for my community and actually spoke out in support of jason collins when collins came out there were a lot of athletes who got in trouble said i'm sorry but when jason collins came out they weren't there kobe was Mm -hmm. and i remember that sorry yeah it's 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 so many different things that get Damn. that just hit you in the, the different it, yeah, it just hit me. I thought it yeah. was good. I thought it was done. Yeah, I thought, it, but I'm just thinking happen. about that. Man. It's going to happen over and over again, and, and that's for us. Yeah. And, and again, I, to, to come back, I just keep thinking about his his three daughters and his wife. Yep. They they lost their dad. They lost their sister. Um, you know, his 13 year old daughter Gianna was was in the helicopter as well. Seven other people. Uh, also died in the accident as well. It's just, it's just, it, it's, it's incomprehensible. It, it really awful. is. Um, another one of Kobe's teammates, Lamar Odom, has posted on Instagram, and, and I'll read this here, LZ. This is uh, again Lamar Odom on Instagram writing, These pictures are just the tip of the iceberg of our relationship. He taught me so many things in life that were necessary on and off the court. On the court, he taught me how to carve out defenses and how to take my time, how to make winning my ultimate goal. Off the court, he taught me how to sign my own checks, LOL. <laughs> of course, anyone who knows my story knows I've suffered a lot of loss, but the only loss I can compare this is when I lost my son. Even though our relationship wasn't father-son, it was more like him being a teacher and me being his brother. I'm glad I got to be the yin to your yang as far as the locker room was concerned. It was my pleasure. I couldn't, I couldn't even catch my breath today when I heard the news. I just knew if he was in a helicopter crash, he would have been the one to survive. Somehow he would have jumped out and landed on his feet. I'm sitting here thinking about when we would be in practice scrimmaging and you would start the jump ball off with elbowing Sasha in the chest. Like, dude, it's 1030 in the morning. LOL. <laughs> you think watching him play was crazy? You got to think in practice. If you scored like eight, nine buckets throughout practice, you had a great practice. I've seen him knock off 13 or 14 in a row in practice. I'm still waiting for the media to come out and say this report is wrong. No way God took my brother this early. I know I've been through my own stuff in life using drugs and not being good to myself. When I went through that coma situation, if God would have come to me and said he'd take me and spare Kobe, I would have rather that happened. In honor of my brother, I'm up at 4 a.m. tomorrow to get to the gym. Gigi, I'm going to give you buckets. I love you, brother. Um, that's from Lamar Odom. 
incredible, right? All these amazing stories about who he was when no one else besides his brothers on the team knew, right? And we saw the end results, the championships, the scoring titles, the ridiculous streaks of 30-plus point games, 40-plus point games when the Lakers weren't very good, but he decided I'm still going to give it my all. It's wonderful to hear stories from the other guys who got to see him in a way that no one else could. You know, I can't wait to hear what Powell has to say, Powell Gasol, who we all know Kobe called out and said he needed to put on his big boy pants. Yeah. You know, I can't wait to hear what he has to say. Um, Shams Charina uh, just tweeted, Dallas Mavericks owner Mark Cuban, quote, our organization has decided that the number 24 will never again be worn by a Dallas Maverick. So, you know, there you go. I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if that is not the uh, only franchise to to do something like that. But this this is the sort of presence he had on on not just la not just the lakers but on the entire nba because remember jordan's on his way i was like who's gonna who's the guy now well him yeah <laughs> it turns out he was the guy and and he, he carried that torch incredibly well for two decades and and i think that's incredibly sweet and classy and now the mavericks that they're gonna know, know 24 ever again i wonder what the league will do you know when adams commissioner silver has an opportunity to really process this all and gets together with, you know, his team, how they will honor him. You know, I'm fortunate I'm going to be attending the NBA All-Star Weekend in Chicago. You can only imagine mm. how that's going to be a big love letter to a player who, I mean, is there any guy that's, you know, that's going to be playing that doesn't have some sort of Kobe story or inspired by him in some fashion? Well, it's the guys that are in the league now grew up as Kobe guys. Like that when they're when they're in junior high and high school, Kobe was the guy. I, I want to be like Kobe. I want I want to be as good as Kobe. I want to compete like Kobe, and so the entire league is not just filled with guys that played with him and against him, but guys that looked up to him as their guy. I mean, everybody that's an athlete or or an aspiring athlete, you had your guy. Oh, I like the way that guy swings the bat, or oh, I like the way that guy shoots the ball, and you would try to do those things. And then the winning comes in, and all these kind of start to zero in on the guys that the, the way that they do it is important too, and. There, there can't be anybody in that league that wasn't deeply impacted by Kobe Bryant, the basketball player that's currently in there right now, because he was the guy when they were coming up. Yeah, if you, if you're a baller, and you know, in my elderly age, <laughs> I still like to consider myself as one. <laughs> sure, you know, it's like the running skyhook I still use because I got it from Magic. Oh, sure. You know, Jordan. The thing I took from him was he waited until he reached the peak of his jump before he released his jump shot. Now the peak of my jump is a lot. Close to the ground (laughs) where it used to be, but I still do that, you know. And the thing with Kobe was the fallaway jumper. It's the turn. You know, it's funny. So, of all the things, and we've talked about talked about him a lot so far. The one thing that we haven't mentioned yet was that dude made more difficult shots than any basketball player I've ever seen in my life. I mean, when it came, because how many times like, no, no, no. Okay, cool. No, no, don't. Okay, cool. Yeah, nice, nice one, Kobe. And it got to the point that. They would be terrible shots for everyone else in the league that you knew he was going to make. Nobody made more hard shots than Kobe Bryant. Yeah, well, it was because no one took more hard shots than <laughs> yeah. Kobe Bryant as well. I mean, you know, we'll we'll have plenty of time to talk about Kobe Bryant, the the the, the player, as we as we we go forward. You know, but there certainly were moments in which you're you're going, Kobe, no, Kobe, no, Kobe, no, but because. He practiced those shots. Donovan Mitchell, Greg just told me, is, is, tweeted out that he thinks the NBA should retire the number 24, yeah. that nobody in the league should wear it. I would not be surprised if something like that happened. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because he, I mean, we talk about Bird, Magic, and Jordan helping to grow the league mm-hmm. from the 80s on into the 90s. And then obviously LeBron James taking it a step further. But Kobe was every bit as part as instrumental in terms of helping this league grow and be where it is internationally. I mean, once those three retired it was almost a free-for-all but for 20 years Kobe was just as vital in terms of helping this league grow and, and become the ma- the mammoth that it is the behemoth that it is so it would be not just an honor but respectful to do that here's Kawhi Leonard on Kobe's passing describe the mood amongst your teammates uh, I mean I mean everybody's sad you know what I mean it's, you know words can explain 
his impact uh, he had on this floor, um, you know, the emotional impact he had on everybody, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, we're a team from L.A., so we know L.A.'s history with him. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's just sad. That's Kawhi Leonard speaking on Prime Ticket about the passing of Kobe Bryant. And I, I can't imagine what it had to be like for the, there were, I want to say there were eight games in the NBA today for the 16 teams involved in those eight games to have to go out there and play after hearing news like that. That's not easy. No, no, it's not. And, you know, not to, you know, make light of a situation, but I, that is as fluent and as many words I've heard out of Kawhi's mouth in quite some time to give you again some idea yeah. as to just what he meant for so many people um it's he, just he touched i mean i'm trying to think of somebody else that may have been as impactful to as many different people as he has been over the last 20 years and i'm sure there are people well there's tiger <laughs> i was you know i was thinking if serena was to die tragically i'm quite sure globally would be the same sort of outpouring but i'm not quite sure because of her sport and because of tiger's sport if they have one city that would well, feel the, the way that la feels that's about the thing Kobe. That, that's exactly right lz that you know in both serena and tiger are from la Right, you know, they're both from here. They grew up here. They, they, uh, and but because their their sports are both international sports, and and they move around. They're you know, they're barnstorming basically, tournament to tournament. That there isn't a place that's home necessarily. And Kobe in L.A. is just identifying a player with a city. I mean, there's there's not a long list of guys that have had a connection to one city the way that he does. And that's one of the aspects of LeBron James's story that's going to be missing when it's all said and done. Because he's been somewhat of a mercenary, if you will, if you're a gun for hire, then you have no true home. You have places you've been, but no true home. Kobe, this is home. And we don't get these athletes anymore. You know, Duncan, Kobe, Dirk, you know, maybe Curry and Thompson up in Golden State would get to be that. Maybe, you know, the business is different, you know, but to have one athlete stay in the NBA in one city like that, we just saw Eli say goodbye to New York. Mm-hmm. We don't get, to, you know, Drew Brees obviously one day would get to say goodbye, but Peyton Manning didn't get that chance to say goodbye that way. He had to find a new home. Joe Montana had to find a new home. Wayne Gretzky had to find a new home. This isn't normal. You know, to be in one place for this long. So I'm looking over your shoulder, LZ, and they've got uh, some highlights of Kobe's career up there. And it, they just bring a smile to your face. <laughs> you know what I mean? They, they're just and, – and it doesn't feel – like sometimes when you see videos of your your the, the athletes that you really enjoyed watching, it feels a little nostalgic and it feels a little old. This doesn't. This feels like I just watched it yesterday, a week ago. That everything about Kobe still felt incredibly present and and new. He hadn't played since the 2016 season. It's 2020. I mean, he hadn't, he hadn't played for. I don't want to say it's been a long time, but it's not like he was here last year. And you watch him play, and you watch the the just the ferocity with which that he attacked it, and it just brings a smile to my face to watch him play basketball like that. Because he still looked like he can give you them buckets. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you saw him on the sideline, you look and you go, yeah, he's still good for 15 if they need him. You know, he just looked like, in fact, you know, and I'm not sure if you felt the same way watching him, you know, live, but certainly, you know, when I turned the television back on his last game and just watching him play and I was like, oh, oh yeah, we need him to come back. You know, he, <laughs> he can still come back. He may not be able to do that every night, but we can bring him back the second half of a season if we got a chance and he can still give us some buckets. That's the way he just kind of looked. You know how you can always tell when somebody wasn't paying real close attention to Kobe's story was when we were getting close to the end of Kobe and it's like, hey, what's he going to do after basketball? Hey, what's this? You know, this guy's been about basketball his whole life. He's singularly <laughs> focused on basketball. Was you know he's he's going to coach, right? He's going to do broadcasting. He's going to become a general manager. He's going to. It's like, uh, guys, are you not no. listening? Are you not? Are you not watching? Have you not heard this guy talk? Have you not heard him talking about all the different things? He's he's fine. Yeah, he, he's he's fine. He he was as well equipped to say thank you, peace out as anybody ever when it came to walking away from Michael Jordan clearly was not. He he, was not. He was not able to walk away from basketball. He walked away, he came back. He walked away, he came back. He walked away and then immediately got back into the business of basketball again. It was a struggle for him. Kobe Kobe was as prepared to live a non-basketball existence 
as any athlete or as, as any athlete I've ever seen in any sport. He was just, yeah, let's go do this next thing. The, the, one of the reasons why you know he was different than Kobe, different than Jordan, is because Jordan at 50 was still talking about he could still play. Yeah. You know, you didn't hear Kobe talk about it like that. Kobe had already moved on. You know, we talked about the NBA and, and honoring Kobe by maybe having his number 24 be retired league-wide. Another thing I would love to see happen is that the International Basketball Hall of Fame only admit him. Like, he's the singular person in this year. And just let it be a tribute to him. Not because you're paying homage to his NBA career, but just what he meant to the sport itself. It would be really nice if they took that step and just say, you know what? We're not going to have him share this moment right now with these other players. Yeah, you know, I, I agree. I, I agree. It, it's all the things that we're not going to get to do. It, it's all the things that he wasn't going to get. We, we, that, and again, this is a selfish thought, mm-hmm. but I wanted to see the statue unveiling, and yes. I wanted and I wanted to see him there. Yes, I wanted to see his Hall of Fame induction ceremony. I wanted to see him there and say something to his kids and say something to his old teammates, and you know, kind of bust some chops because Kobe's really good at that. I wanted to see all of these moments because we get to see our guy again right right you'd get to see him again and these are fun exciting moments to get to see him in and that we don't get to do that it just and to your point maybe you make it it's special and it's just him and maybe you bring in some of his teammates and coaches and things and they can speak about him and it'll be i'm sure it'll be beautiful and nice but it's just it just won't be the no be the same i can still close my eyes and see in the playoffs against the Spurs, and we had Greg Popovich's sound talking about Kobe, the competitor and the player. And I can still close my eyes, Travis, and see this 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 dunk where he's driving in the baseline with his right hand, comes on the other side of the rim and flushes it down with the dunk over his back. And I just thought, how do you do that? How do you even know where the rim was? <laughs> you know, and you can see Duncan's trying to block it, and maybe Duncan's even looking like going, how do you even know where the rim was to even complete that that play? But you know, it's the one play that we've talked about in games, but the one play that defines all of these things we've been talking about for the last few hours was when he tore his Achilles. Went to the free it, throw it, line. Went to the free throw line and made it and argued to stay in the game. The man tore his Achilles. Right. And was like, let, let, yeah, whatever, we'll deal with it later. And he just, it, it was everything about the way that he goes about his business. And, when, and you can't, about an athlete, the, the, the defining moment arguably was him getting injured. And it, it encapsulates all of it. And it does. Yeah, yeah, he is singular. All right, Alan Sliwa is going to come in next, and I know that he's going to take your phone calls and continue to talk about the life of Kobe Bryant. A, a very, very difficult day here in Los Angeles, and I know everybody's hurting, everybody's hurting here too, and we'll get through it together. Alan's next.